We're in. We're, we're rolling. In. We're in. We're rolling. Okay. Uh, Caleb was just on the phone with our production manager. We are going for um, take two of our um, podcast with the great Taylor Tomlinson. The first one didn't quite work out. Lugged all of our equipment to California. Did a show, getting ready for a podcast at the hotel afterwards, and didn't work. <laughs> we were one button away. When was that? Beginning of the year? <sighs> no, it was only like okay, a couple months. Don't talk yet. Oh, I'm it's sorry. not. You're not supposed to talk yet. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were serious. <laughs> I was like, oh no. That's just, She's too innocent. You can't do that to her. I know. <laughs> Some podcasts do that where they're like, and then we bring in the guests, but they were there the whole yeah. time. We've tried it both ways, and it doesn't matter anymore. Oh, okay. Well. So. It's good that you're in the water now. Yeah, uh, thanks. Feels good. Um, but yeah, we tried it. It was a few months ago, I think, two or three yeah. months ago, and it didn't work out. And but I was I was telling Taylor Taylor I, I felt I don't know it was, we were oh, it's all so tired and we we're just I think it's better that we're fresh now we're ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. you did do a pretty spectacular Stephen Hawking impression. Oh, I forgot about At like that. Midnight. Uh, right. Well, my. <laughs> And I was trying to, right? I can't even do it now. It's your head tilted. I know. I have to tilt my head up against where my cheek is mashed against, mashed against my shoulder. Help me know it better. But, but it's good, good. And we'll, we'll, we're gonna explore the greatness of. Yes, we're gonna, we're gonna read that book in just a second here, and people are gonna love you. Um, new friends. It's good to have new friends. Mm-hmm. Do you have it's a lot of friends, Caleb? Room. You have a no. lot of friends. No, you're my only friend. No, you, every no. time you tell me that you're, yeah, you're you're with somebody. You know, I mean, it feels weird to say yes to that. Yeah, I have a lot of friends, but I went to a few different schools and a few different churches, and I played at a lot of churches mm-hmm. and bands and all that stuff. So, just kind of you, you know. And St. Louis, St. Louis is a big small town, so you it meet is. a lot of people that way, and people move out, and people move in, and mm-hmm. so. Now Taylor yeah. does a joke about like friends is like when you get older you're becoming an adult it's like uh, it's different than you say when people are first married they have all these bridesmaids and groomsmen Oh yeah I went joke. yeah 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 where I went to a wedding and they had too many bridesmaids and groomsmen and I was like you're not old enough to get married you have too many friends you're not an adult <laughs> that's basically the joke uh, but Caleb's an adult and he has lots of friends so maybe I'm just a loser he does that's barely a an adult, false though. premise I'm younger than you you're 22 Yes When did you turn 22 November Okay you're a little bit older than me Yeah slightly your hat is still on backwards so I know I'm a little closer to adulthood. <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't have, he has the full beard though. He doesn't have the, the, the That's baby. That's true. Yeah. You have the an impressive the pirate bit of facial hair. You can thank Freight for that and his beautiful white goatee. <laughs> You're welcome. My gosh. Caleb was doing some, what's it called? Face swap on Snapchat today. Yeah. Oh, please stop that. <laughs> He's doing the my one. face on his bearded yeah. well, beardy we'll, beard. I'll post that photo on the Twitter page. It was pretty terrifying. Yeah. It was, well, it was weird because... You when you do that face swap, you can um, you can swap photos from or like previous photos that you've taken, and mm-hmm. it automatically identifies the faces on Snapchat, so you don't have to go through all the photos. Right, so you just click through the faces, and it still had the bottom of my beard, but it had your entire face. And when you move your eyes and your mouth, it moves it like it's your face on my face. It's the weirdest thing. Yeah, but so I sent one to John Christ, and he was freaking out. <laughs> yeah, well, I. Uh... But I think I think I've got I've got some I've got more friends than I used to have, which is which is cool. Do you 
find it hard to balance between your friends and your fans? Or do you worry about people befriending you because of what you do for a living? Yeah, well, that's why I like living where I live, like in St. Louis area. It's just people, they know what you do, but they don't, you know, they don't treat you any different, which is nice. Yeah. Because I'm not, very... I'm not a star. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so under the radar, but, you know, this... <sighs> I've got a lot of fans, like followers and stuff, so shut up. Do you restrict your personal friendships to people who like aren't that impressed? <laughs> yeah. by They're like, you're a, you're a what? Yeah, yeah. There's a vetting process that yeah. I go through. Um, but I just I was just saying I like that about you were talking to Aaron, our production guy before, and just like when they know when I, I, I my dude friends, all my dude friends, when you got to go, you got to go. Yeah, like, I'm on a phone call. I'm like my brother. Okay, I got to go. Okay, bye. No big deal. Yeah. So I can't really do that with my wife or with. Like my mom, I got to kind of gently say goodbye. Yeah, you have to introduce the goodbye. Yeah. Does it feel weird in here? Because we're not on the bus. It's so quiet in here. We're in a green mm-hmm. room at a church yeah. in California, in Fresno, California. And we're normally on the bus, which is loud, and people are making coffee, and we can hear Jason playing music in the front and everything, but it's like scary quiet in here. It is, is weird. That way? Now it's weird. Do we need some like, yeah, it is now. Yeah. <laughs> now that we know it. Sounds good. I was going to say, um, communicating is totally different now because... Um, this happened a year or two ago. My daughter was treating me weird at home and, and she says, it wasn't acting right. I was like, what's wrong? She goes, well, your text, your text today. It's like, why are you mad at me? I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, well, you texted me and you used a period at the end. <laughs> she thought yeah. I was, that's it's legit. very definitive. Yeah. The period. Yeah. You leave it open-ended. You're like, oh, they're just kind of in a hurry and you can draw your own conclusion. But if there's a, there's a hard uh-huh. period. My roommate texts like that, and I had to get used to it because she yeah. always just writes "okay" with a period. And I'm like, "What's your problem? <laughs> Wait a minute. What is now, your problem? On. If yeah. you put a period at the end yes. of your text, mm-hmm. yeah, that's a little. That's Freight's mind is blown right I now. I think that's... the kitty litter needs <laughs> to be reads done. Into it this the kitty much? litter needs to be done. Period. What's his problem? Yeah, I think it's I'm also a... how short it is. If it's short with a period, mm-hmm. it seems abrupt. Wow. I have lost friends because I can't keep up with their text length. Really? You, you know? just cut them out of well, your life? Well, it's not like, well, it, it's not that I cut them out of their life, but they text paragraph after oh, paragraph, yeah, I, and I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> People, they're, and they're like, oh, thanks a lot. Thanks get, for opening up. I get ripped on all the time by poos and by other friends that say, well, you're, you're just, you're a boring texter. And I'm like, yeah. am I supposed to be exciting texting? <laughs> if you really want to be in have an exciting conversation, call me. That's what yeah. phones are for. Right. That, you know, I don't, I just, I cannot stand to just text back and forth. After about three texts back and forth, you're in a conversation. Pick up the phone and call. Mm. That's true. You're old school though. Yeah. I am old school. I think it was Louis C.K. that said something like he, he doesn't respond to emails because he doesn't want to have a conversation. Or like not too quickly. I yeah. Think I heard yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. then they'll know he's like available. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. he's sitting at his desk. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> There's something to that. Because yeah. then they respond really right away, and then you feel like you have to, and then suddenly yeah. you're having this full conversation via email. Yeah. What'd I think I'll do that a couple of times, but then I won't respond. <laughs> you know, I'll go back and forth, then I'll just stop. Yeah, I know. I can't take it anymore. I know. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I, I've been I, on that receiving end before. Yeah. That's why emojis are great, because <laughs> right. you can just send an emoji like, instead of I taking words. I ask him a question I need to know. Yeah. Yeah, but if you get too emoji yeah, heavy, then that's see, weird. But then, see, then yeah, you got this balance. whole emoji thing that, oh, they're mad at me, or, oh, they're happy. 
You might be mad, but still send a smiley face. How many different smiley faces, faces are there? There's yes. every like there's, there's, there's eight hundred different types of use, smiley faces. There's a lot. I, yeah, I use the one with the sunglasses all the time. That's yeah, me too. You use one with the sunglasses. <laughs> there's only one with the sunglasses, <laughs> and that's the one I use all the time. <laughs> Yeah. Just go to. That's such a that's such a dad emoji. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah, I use him with the sunglasses because he's cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> so dad. All right. We're at the beach. Well taken. <laughs> We're at the beach. <laughs> beach dad. Yeah. All right. So that's the end of our podcast. <laughs> no. Wow. But uh, Taylor, now we we came across Taylor. Um, I believe the first time somebody, I think Todd, sent us some YouTube videos. It's oh, like, it check CCA? this out, man. You got to watch. Tell me what you think. <laughs> Tell me what you think. Mm-hmm. Was it CCA? You were at CCA. Yeah. Oh, maybe. Was it Todd or was it like Brannion oh. or something? Or Kington? I don't remember. The buzz was pretty. It was hot. There it was, was a everyone. buzz. There was everyone a buzz. was talking about You set a ripple going on the in the comedy world. In the, in the CCA. It's pretty big. <laughs> There's 160 of us. So. <laughs> Have you been back since you went that time? The one I showcased? Uh, no, I think I've only been to two. And the first one was like when I was really young, when I'd like barely been doing it at all. And uh, you closed out that one. It was a while oh, yeah. ago. I was going through was it. Was that in, I in remember California? That one. I, yeah. yeah. Is that where the Anaheim. guy balanced the, balanced yes. the thing the on, his on his face? Yeah, yeah. Because oh, yeah. that was the first time I'd ever seen you. And then, uh, yeah, and then I showcased like a couple years later. And that was probably when. So you're right. living close by. You're is that Anaheim? You're mm-hmm. is that you? You live pretty close to there. Yeah, I grew up in Temecula. Okay, so that's where I was at the time, which is like an hour and a half. So what? Two are you, hours? Were you 13 years old? <laughs> you seriously? You were what? 16? Uh, the first 15? time I went. Yeah, yeah, like 16 or 17. Wow, and yeah. you had already performed and d- did some barely. Things. Yeah, but a little bit. Not yeah. was this was just just what kind of what were your first performances like well there were churches because i took nazareth class well actually mm-hmm. my dad wanted to take it and he was like go to the classes with me because he was like starting to have empty nest syndrome or whatever that's called mm-hmm. uh because i was going to graduate in the next year and a half and so he convinced me to go take his class in corona i think is where he was teaching it and so then naz started like sending me out and letting me open for so him naz was teaching a comedy class mm-hmm. really yeah yeah, yeah. I don't know if he still does. <clears throat> he did a real did cool a comedy, uh, like a, a workshop one year I went to, and he just talked about the fundamentals of uh, not writing comedy, but like things like dressing one step above your audience, that kind right. of stuff. Not eating seafood the day of a show. Yeah. And it was really good. Yeah. It's like things to, to kind of watch out for. I, I was just thinking cool. about the dressing one like cut above the audience, because mm-hmm. I do not do that. Well, I, don't, I don't either. It just mean? means like if you're wearing those ridiculous shorts and the shirt yep. that you're wearing, I would wear maybe a nicer cargo short with yeah. maybe a, a golf shirt. Right. No, That'd I understand that. I mean, like, you. as a performer, why would you dress one step above your audience? So, like, it's like you're, the tr- maybe, there? like, you're trying. I am your like leader. Like, you're taking this seriously. I, yeah, I don't know. I think it's, yeah, probably more of, like, a professional thing. Because mm-hmm. in L.A., they're not really like that. Do you <laughs> think like, it's legit? Right, right. Sinbad always dressed... I think, well, I think, well, yeah. it, it, I think it really depends on the performer. Like yeah. if you're Steve Harvey, yeah, you're going to want to look yeah. nice. You're going to look, wanna, he's going to wear a nice, yeah, wear nice or, neat suit. Or Jerry Seinfeld, guys like that. You're going to want, you know, suited up and that's just. So is that a status thing? Style. Are you eventually going to get to suit no, status or is that I, just I something those guys have always done and that's why? Well, I think that's the way they look at it. They take it as that's the level of professionalism they, they see show business as. It's a show business. It's, you know, you're taking mm-hmm. it seriously. You're. 
perfect, you know, professional looking and you're going to work. You think that was an eighties, nineties things? I don't know. In the eighties, they were in the big old, what was it? Those zoot suits almost. Everybody yeah. was wearing them. Shoulder padded jackets. And well, it's yeah. probably a little I've got one, but I don't. <laughs> it's probably a level of comfortability too. I mean, you're not going to go out in a suit because you're not going to be comfortable in that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Plus it'd look kind of weird because it's yeah, not your it's, it, style. I think like right now I feel like I need an upgrade or some, some help because I'm in a rut. What to wear. I'm wearing a stinking flannel shirt now. Ugh. It's like 90 degrees. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know. Do you not sweat like the dickens in that? No. Because I'm not moving around as much. And churches like said, are cold. Huh? Churches are cold. Yeah, and we yeah. wanted that. That's nice. It's to it's quell the a... sin. <laughs> quell, <laughs> quell the sin. That's what it's for. I'm gonna look up quell real quick. Google real that. Quick. Somebody Google that. Quell. Do you remember that show we did? In... You just quelled my brain right now. <laughs> Stop it with those words. You remember that show we did in Minnesota last year, where the humidity was like it was like 101 percent and. I guess the AC unit like broke in the church building and you yeah. like cut Ugh. the show a little short. Mm -hmm. Like I thought we were going to have to stop like an hour in because everyone was sweating so bad. Yeah. Was... The fans weren't doing anything because they were just circulating the hot air, the mm -hmm. fans on the stage. That was horrible. Yeah. Oh, no. I thought you were talking about the audience for a minute. You're like, the fans weren't doing anything. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, no, 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 no. What are they supposed to do? No, our Big little eight inch. Puddles yeah. of sweat. Yeah. yeah. But it was good for the skin. It was good for the skin. That was good. Exfoliated. Lotionized. Yeah. Lotionized? Is that a word? Lotionized? Lotionized? Mm, probably not. <laughs> Quell the uh, lotion. Okay. Yeah, gonna... <laughs> I need something here. Lotion. So I, I was going to uh, talk about this, uh, Taylor. I know that you being a female, you probably get introed in, in certain ways. What would be the worst introduction? Like if someone to bring you up on stage, what would be the worst thing they could say? Because I would be like, uh, you know, she's, you know, really funny for a for a woman or she's... Yeah. This, I mean, and you're young and you're, you know. Yeah. That doesn't happen as much anymore. Every once in a while you're like, we got a lady, but that's not as much. <laughs> it really isn't as often. Uh, wow. What's more annoying is when people bring me up and they're like, and she's only 22 because mm -hmm. I don't like that I'm 22. Like if I come across somebody who's like, oh, they're 22. I'm like, I want a piece of garbage. So I don't want to be brought up as that. I like to like. Do a couple jokes, get them to like me, and then I tell them like halfway through the set that I'm 22 mm -hmm. if I want to, and then they can feel betrayed you if they Mozart want. You think Mozart did the same thing? Maybe, Please, I don't know. He don't tell them that I am 13 years old enjoying the current concertos. Please just say, bring me up on stage. I will do the song, and then I'll tell them at some point. I'm 13 years old. In my harpsichord. In my harpsichord. In my wig. In my tight pants. In my pantaloons. <laughs> And my white socks. But please do not tell them <laughs> I am 13 years old. I'm a genius. Of course. Of course. Of course I am. Um, but yeah, uh, you're, I mean, you've got so many bad intros ahead of you. I'm, I'm going yeah, I'm sure. I'm to be daddy comedian right now. I mean, I was thinking of like some of the worst. Yeah, what's the worst one you've ever prayer. had? Prayer is oh, always. Yeah. The, oh, oh the where he, they, they prayed we're gonna for pray you. We're going to pray and Tim's going to come out. And then it's like, in Jesus name, amen. Crickets. Oh, yeah. Just walk up on stage. <laughs> well, you know, I did a couple of those, and then it got to a point where then I would just hammer that person when I come up. Oh, great. What a great way to start a comedy show. A little prayer. Way <laughs> to get it were, going. I thought you were about to say they were praying for you right before you came oh, out. they like, probably were. Well, let's yeah. pray for Tim just to help him out before his yeah. big show. I'm yeah. like, oh, that's a little And I weird. always make it a point to tell them, you know. Lay off not the against prayer. prayer, but let's don't pray mm -hmm. before you. Not against prayer. And then they walk out <laughs> and they pray. Yeah. And it's like, uh -huh. 
Did you just do that? Because I told you not to. Yeah. You know? Well, the the one of the worst, Tim, was the the gig we did with ZZ Top. <laughs> the intro. Oh, ZZ Top. Yeah, this was what, a month ago? Yeah, a month or so ago. And I'm at the corporate gig, optometrist gig. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the guy brings me up and he says something about, he brought me up as a country musician. As a country musician. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and now doing comedy or something like that. I don't even think he's nothing said comedy. about comedy. He got no. into country music, and we're glad he did. That's right. Please yeah, he got into oh. country music. That's how it was. Yeah, <laughs> well, he got into country music, and here he is. Tim and what sucks <laughs> about it is hardly anyone there knew who he was because they're just there for this corporate get together. So right. they're expecting a country musician, <gasps> and then he comes out. Did we do laugh tonight? We did laugh tonight, which is so like an R and B. This R and B song, which is a I've got a pimp jacket on and my glasses, my Elvis glasses. Have you seen that song? No. The premise of the song is like normally they intro him when he does that song and say, um, you know, he hasn't let all the success go to his head. So he comes out with a pimp jacket on and like, like These he's real absurd cocky sunglasses, and blue and, sunglasses. So they must have been. Even more confused yeah. when they announce him as a country music artist, and then he comes out to an R and B song. <laughs> Just relax. Oh, that was so bad. That was so yeah, bad. there's there's something about doing an intro that that just so many people get wrong. And another thing, another thing that I don't, I can't stand is when they just pull your bio off of your website. Oh yeah. And they read the whole thing. Yeah, Coming with an arsenal of voices, comedy yeah. and stand up. <laughs> arsenal. Arsenal of voices. Yeah. 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 No, because fundraisers and churches are the worst at intros because they don't think about it as an intro. They're just like, all right, so we'll go up and we'll show the video of the puppies dying and then we'll bring you out and you'll do an hour and uh, then we'll close it out with a prayer. And you're like, can we save the puppies dying for maybe after? Like, oh, we could, but. Uh... Oh, yeah. I just did one. I did a fundraiser at the. Brea Improv, I think, and it was for like human trafficking. Not for human, tra- against human trafficking. <laughs> Funds against for each lap, human wow. trafficking. A dollar <laughs> yeah, to the worst people that was, living right yeah. now. We're kind of so, cracking this nut now. We're, we're, <laughs> so it's your fault. I so know. you're raising Taylor. <laughs> but they showed a video that was like very depressing right before the host had to go up and it was just sort of a weird vibe in the room of just like, hey guys, remember how young girls are being trafficked? right now you how many times was it a minute how many times and you're just like okay well let's get into this and the host did a great job of like kind of bringing it back but it's like the when the point of like comedy is to forget and then you just like let's just remind you about one of the worst things and then we'll try to forget going on in your backyard yeah exactly one of my buddies i think it was mike williams he did a gig uh it was a benefit for a police officer who was shot Mm -hmm. killed oh and they had the police officer's huge picture right oh behind gosh. him on stage. Oh, man. Imagine doing comedy the whole time. The whole time. Oh what my are you gosh! Do? Take it down, <laughs> cover it up, and you can't yeah. make a joke about it. No, no. Well, Jeez. you wouldn't want to. But. Yeah, you can't be like, think I see a bogey. Like you <laughs> <But> can't. <laughs> I mean, where does comedy fit into a benefit like? Well, what what happens is it, I mean, here's I what happens. What they're trying I like to do. this person here. They'd be great at my family reunion. Yeah. Yeah. No, they wouldn't. No, yeah. yeah, it would be horrible. I think that's what they, they don't see the. They don't get the connection. Yeah, it happens. It happens all the time. Yeah. Yeah, but um, but intros for some reason, you know, people are. I mean, it doesn't matter how many times I go over stuff with guys before the show. Keep it real upbeat, you know. It's 
welcome Tim Hawk, big, huge, welcome Tim Hawkins. They come out and they go, um, well, let's welcome Tim Hawkins. Yeah. I mean, just like. And our guest speaker. They don't care anyway. Only, it's your only don't job. Don't care who you've opened tonight. for. They don't yeah. care who you've opened for, whatever. No. They just don't. Just say, introduce him and make it big. Yeah. And they can't do that. And so. most comedy clubs, that's how they promote, right? I mean, your like, credits. Your, your credits. Yeah. I mean, that's what hopefully they use the celebrity to get them in the door and stuff. I mean, do you, like, like with Last Comic Standing, now everybody, Taylor was in the top 10 this past year of Last Comic Standing, which is amazing and awesome. We're going to talk about that. Okay. But do you, do you use that or do you like that? Do you mind? Like if, even- yeah, usually, I mean, usually at clubs are like, what do you want me to say? And I'm like, you can say Last Comic or Comedy Central. And then I just go, they don't care. They, no one knows who I am. Mm-hmm. And they're like, all right. But it's nice to like, like anytime I've hosted and I've asked people, what do you want me to say? And they say, like, it doesn't matter whatever you want. I hate that as a host. Because as a host, mm-hmm. it's already kind of a hard job. Mm-hmm. So when people are like, just say whatever. I'm like, I'm already trying to figure out what to do with my hands. Like, now I got to make up credits for you. Like, why are you <laughs> making my job harder? Yeah. So I usually just say, like, you can say Last Comic or Comedy Central. And I think when fine. they tell you say whatever, just walk out and say, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And or then, Yeah, exactly. Here they are. <laughs> That's what they asked for, you guys. I don't yeah, know. they said say whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So let's let's talk about that because you're you're one of our uh, one of our friends that that comes from a kind of a different. You've had more kind of the television exposure and experience. I um, mean, a little bit. Well, yeah. I mean the 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 stuff that you have. What were your, what was your takeaway from from doing that show? Because I mean, or was it any different? I mean, what were you expecting something that was different, or were you? Um, pleased with it what? i don't know people always ask me that they're like did you enjoy that did you enjoy the experience and i used to be like yeah it was really great and now i'm like no i really didn't but that's on me more than anybody else because i'm just like a very socially anxious person um and uh what, what do you mean oh i just get very nervous like i've been how many weekends have i done with you guys now this is like the fourth right like, yeah, probably yeah, yeah i like just got comfortable this weekend and half of it's because i have my car with me like I, I just, <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable. Yeah, because like I, I can, I'm like, buffer. leave. You yeah. can I can always go back yeah. to my Prius. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just like very anxious and uncomfortable. And then uh, like I've had, you know, very little TV experience, but the show that I have done, you know, they put you in a bunch of makeup and then you have to sit around for a long time. They like have to, you know, take you to the bathroom, basically like holding a, a rope like with the like other people, yeah, yeah. Well, especially for last comic, they'd like be like, "All right, who has to pee? All right, we're all going down the stairs. Like, we're all gonna go together." And uh, so that was just really stressful. Like, they put us in a green room and they were like filming us. And it, you know, the first round, you're like trying to like do bits with people you don't know that well. And I was so young and like didn't really feel like I should be there anyway. And so by the third round, I was just like watching Scandal on my iPhone, just yeah. like, "Don't film me. I'm not interesting." Uh, but yeah, I think just like the waiting around and the, the nerves and the anxiousness is, it, it was just very stressful for me. That being said, getting to actually perform on the show is really cool. Cause I like grew up watching it and stuff, but, uh, you know, it, I, I just like the, the performance aspect of it. Like, I don't want to go out and like audition for sitcoms or anything like that. I just want to like do stand up and, and do right. appearances on TV that'll help me do more stand up, right. you know? Well, that's true. I, don't you think? I, I mean, the experience that I've had with other comics, it seemed like they were, a lot of them were using stand-up to get something else. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of a weird road. I, I, I think yeah. that people don't understand how much of a... It's almost like the lottery getting a show. Not much less getting mm-hmm. just a, a pilot on a show. Mm-hmm. But getting a show that's... Even if it was 
you know, produced, you know, who, who, a lot of them don't make it past the first year or the first season for crying out loud. Yeah, exactly. But, and then even if you do something that's like a pretty good show, most people don't see it. And you're like, oh, why was I so worried about that? Why did I want that mm -hmm. so much? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, so, so I think like with, with Last Comic, do you think it was just, did you feel like a lot of just industry on it? Do you feel, I mean, because it's like you said, it's only, it, it, to, to me, anytime I've been involved with industry stuff, it just felt like they just use what you got and you just spit you out the back. And I mean, I just felt like, you know, they just take what they need and that's, that's really it. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, there wasn't, I didn't feel like they were like trying to develop me as a, an artist or mm. anything like that. Like they wanted to, like, for example, they did backgrounds on some people and they did my background at a church and uh, it just so happened that I had booked a church to do morning services, which I had never done. And uh, great crowds those mornings. Yeah, they were actually they actually were good, but uh, they actually were good. And uh, but I had never done that. And they called the producers called me and they're like, "We want to film you at a church because we know you used to do churches like when you first started." And I said, "Okay, well, I don't think I have any coming up." And they're like, "We already checked your schedule. We know you do. Nice try." And I was like, "Okay, well, that's <laughs> Mother's Day morning, uh, which I have never done. It's probably not going to be like the best comedy environment." And also, I don't really want to be portrayed as like a church comic, if that's okay. And they were like, oh, no, we're not going to do that to you. We're just going right. to make it. I'm like, you just want it for like a background thing. Like, this is where I started. Like, this is my roots. And they were like, 100%. We're going to make it so clear that like you mostly do colleges and clubs now. And I was like, well, I mostly do colleges. Do you want to come to a college? I have like 20 colleges coming. And they're like... Well, we already did that last year with a different comic. So we were trying to look for different angles. Now, can you wear this golden choir robe? Exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. It was, yeah. They had, they were like, can you say, are you there, God? It's me, Taylor, on stage. Can you just work that in? And uh, and then, yeah, it, it, it aired and I watched the first one and it was just like they had like totally Frankenstein sentences together where I was like, I think I'm the only church comic on the show this yeah. year. Like I was like, Oh, this is awful. And even friends of mine were like, yeah, that was, that I was enjoyed great. speaking in tongues before. each Exactly. Performance. Exactly. It was, you know, but whatever, it's fine. They gave me a lot of screen time, so I really shouldn't complain. And I did get a fair amount of church gigs out of that. But, uh, you know, it was just like, do you, do you think right. they understand like the people you're involved with? Did they understand comedy more or just TV more? I mean, did you think probably TV more, okay. probably reality TV. So they just have a kind of a formula and they just try to fit the comedy into that. I mean, mm -hmm. that's yeah. kind of how it, well, yeah, I mean, they were, you did so many interviews where you were like sitting in front of the same person who just kept asking you like 20 different questions. And some of them were like, do you, do you think you deserve to be in the top 10? Who do you think doesn't deserve to be in the top 10? You're like, who would answer these questions? <laughs> and by the end uh, of it, I Mark. think- Mark. Yeah, exactly. By the last one, I think I was just like, no, I, I don't think I do, but it's nice to be here. Thanks for letting me squeak by. Right. Well, you wonder, like a lot of athletes, they, they give those boring interviews and like, well, just trying to help the team. We just want to win. And, and you see why, because I think that exactly. they're looking for something different or something- Right. They want to sound TMZ bite. worthy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And did you, you know, I guess one thing I was wondering about- did you have much interface with the judges? No, only what on was stage? on TV. Yeah, only on stage. We weren't allowed to mm -hmm. talk to them. Don't look them in the eye. No. Don't go anywhere near them. So you were told them. not to talk to them? Yeah, you're not allowed to talk so to them. So they told you not to talk to the judges. Mm -hmm. They led you to the bathroom mm -hmm. as a group. Yeah, in some situations, were you yeah. Were you handcuffed at any point? Yeah. You did have to like ask <laughs> did to you use have the restroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you all had to chain like, down the hall together? Yeah. 
What, what was the purpose of that? Just you were on a you were on a lot, and they didn't want you to. You know, sometimes you wander were in a building. Away. Yeah, they didn't want you to wander off and end up. You know auditioning for a different show i don't know i don't wonder, know wonder into another sound stage yeah. did they give you graham crackers and <laughs> yes. snap them and let you pass juice, them out juice boxes juice yeah. boxes well and then they knew what was happening when more than you did like we were all we stayed at like the like this this hilton hotel and they would like you'd find out if you moved on and then they'd be like all right so we'll let you know on monday what time you need to be here either monday night or tuesday so you were just kind of like waiting around until like midnight the day before for your call time. Did you have to stay at the hotel uh, that whole time or did you get to no, go home? No, you had a couple, like over the weekend, I think you could okay. go home and then you'd come back the next week and stay like during the week. So you kind of were basically in the dark until yeah. they told you. But I think that's know. normal for TV stuff is you just kind of find out. What were the audiences like? I think they were, I mean, they were great. They were being like pumped up and stuff. I'm pretty sure they were paid audiences. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think they were. So. How many were in the audience? Oh, I'm so bad at guessing <laughs> numbers. Like bigger than like a club. 500? Than a yeah. 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 Maybe 500, <laughs> I think. Gosh, it sounds okay. like North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> the Manchurian candidate. It's like, he paid. <laughs> I'm, I'm doing She's a German like, accent for a Korean guy right was, now. No, it's I like remember you pay being the audience. There, there was people in uniforms. I don't remember. <laughs> there might have been some propaganda posters. <laughs> I can't remember. Would you do there it again? There wasn't a whole lot to eat. Hmm? Would you do it again? <laughs> would I do it again? Yeah. Uh, like if I hadn't done it, would I do it knowing what it was going to be like? Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably still do it, and I'd probably be better at it, given that I know better now. Well, see, that's that's the thing about really that that um, comedy as opposed to like American Idol doing uh, last comic because that's material. That's mm-hmm. material that you've written and you've worked on and you've worked it out. And it's not like you know, comedian or singers have a billion songs to choose from that mm-hmm. they don't write. They just they just perform just cover songs. So yeah. is that it, did you feel like you had to save you know some material? Like if I get through this round, do, do I have to try to do the best I can, but not give away? Some yeah. of my better bits. Is that yeah. what the thinking was? or A little bit. I mean, yeah, there was some of that. I kind of just tried to put my best foot forward and took it like round by round. But uh, I remember the, the third one, I was like, okay, I did dating jokes last time, so I probably shouldn't do that again. Like, So there was like a little bit, but it also, at the end of the day, didn't really mm-hmm. matter because I think they knew who they wanted and you're just, you know. Now, have you done uh, comedy competitions before? Because the ones no. that I've, I've done, probably five or six, and it seemed like they knew exactly who they wanted to win. Like like televised ones? No, just at clubs. Oh, just really? Like, yeah. And you felt like they knew who they wanted mm-hmm. to win? Oh, that's yeah. interesting. I mean, it was weird. It was just, you, you just knew. Yeah. It's like they're buddy-buddy. And like, okay. They're good. I mean, it's not, I, I didn't deserve to win. I, I stunk at that time. But mm-hmm. you, can, you could still kind of tell they knew who, mm-hmm. who they wanted. But, oh. Yeah, I haven't really done any. Like, I did, like, one in, like, San Diego, but... You know, they'd have like a few comedian judges and then they'd have the audience judge. Right. So, so you're, you're, you're just, you're stand up. That's, that's your gig. You just love doing it. Mm-hmm. What do you, what do you, what do you get from it? I mean, what, it, obviously you've wanted to do it for a long time mm-hmm. and you're driven and socially awkward. Mm-hmm. What a great combo. 
<laughs> driven and socially awkward. Driven socially you're obviously awkward running person. away from yourself. You're right. You're driven which, inside. Yes. You're driven farther inside of yourself. Driven into the ground. Um, <laughs> into her Prius. Yes. She's driven into her Prius <laughs> to drive away. Uh, I mean, it's it's a weird thing, isn't it? To, mm-hmm. to want to do. I mean, I would never, Mike, with any job where there was negativity, I would just quit. Sales, mm-hmm. if I got one no, I'm out of here. But for some reason with comedy, they didn't laugh. I'd be like, I'll get you next time. Yeah, because yeah, you like need it. You know, you don't need right, yeah. to sell refrigerators. Right. You like need people to like you. That's there you go. Yeah. There you go. 100%. No, I, uh, I mean, I think being socially awkward kind of helps. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm Dak Shepard. I'm joined by Minister Mouse, Monica Padman. Hi there. We have a really fun show we want you guys to join. Uh, We talk to celebrities and professors and lawyers and doctors and very smart, interesting people. And we find out how messy their lives have been, how many twists and turns it took to get to where they're at, and a general exploration on the messiness of being a human being. And of course, Monica's, you'll get updates about her building project, love life, (laughs) you name it. So if you want to join us, please follow Armchair Expert to get new episodes every Monday and Thursday. Plus, find your other favorite podcasts free on Spotify. Drive me to do stand-up even more because that feels like being social. I'm just like social all at once for like 30 minutes at night. In a concentrated way. Yes, exactly. And then I get off stage and I'm like, okay, I talked to a whole group of people. I think sometimes I even say it on stage. I'm like, this is where I'm most comfortable where like everybody's dark and quiet and I'm illuminated oh, and, good and louder it. than you. Like, this is the only place I'm comfortable, which doesn't really make any sense. And when I first started doing comedy, I was, like, physically ill for, like, days before I performed um, when I knew I was going to. And up until I started, like, performing every single night, I was pretty terrified all the time. So, yeah, when, whenever I do think about it, I'm like, oh, this really doesn't make sense that this is what I want to do. And when it does get hard, there are sometimes – I don't know if you have, like, a, a – like weird fantasy in the back of your head where they're like, I could move to a cabin and write greeting cards. You know what I mean? What else can I do? Yeah. Like I could do this. I just did a corporate gig for American (laughs) greetings and they emailed me. They're like, if you ever want to write greeting cards, I was like, backup plan set. Like, (laughs) great. Thank you. Working on it now. Yeah. Or like, I could always teach school. Like, you know, something like that. Yeah. That's how I calm myself down when I'm like, what if this blows up in my face? Well, now is that, now you have three sisters mm-hmm. and that's it? No brothers? No brothers. Okay. So do you think, did you, were you always kind of the one just kind of, your sisters were, you're kind of more observant, like, like during a get together, like a family get together, I tell people I'm the most boring person in the room because I'm just sitting around mm. and just looking and see, <laughs> I, I think that's, I think that's important in comedy because you soak it up and then you just let it go when mm-hmm. you're on stage because how can you really do an imitation of somebody if you're not really observing them little yeah. quirks and things because I think little details that you pick up that's what makes imitation funnier mm-hmm. so I mean were you kind of the one well, I'm the making oldest. the snarky comments oh you're the old okay I'm the oldest which is weird but, and sort of I don't because usually it's the youngest isn't it or like or the second yeah yeah what are you so. I'm second it's just me you're and my second? brother you're second oh okay mm-hmm. alright so okay so you're second and youngest Mm-hmm. All right. So, yeah, I usually feel like it's youngest you hear about because they're the ones like, I don't know, who are supposed to like want the most attention or something like that. Is that what it usually? I don't know. Chris um, is the oldest. You're the oldest, Caleb. Yep. Yeah. Right. It's usually yeah. the baby of the family that wants yeah. all the attention. Right. And the oldest kid, like I was the <laughs> first one. I should... Do you want to share right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, Not oldest, like a negative way. The oldest yeah. is normally 
the most confident and driven, right? Yeah, I think and they're most usually, talented. That's well, and, yeah, that's what I've heard. Okay, well, yeah. I wouldn't say. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard the baby's wow. most needy and you know, sort of greedy and you know, self-centered, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the oldest just kind of gives back. Yeah, desperate. You know, that's no, in a, not in a negative <laughs> way at all. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah. Hey, what were you saying last night about pulling a Tim? When we pulled out of the venue, what did you say? Um, so this is my turn. Pulling a Tim? You said... When somebody does something great, hey, they're pulling a Tim over there. Yeah. He, yeah. he went like around to each person heist? and he said... Yeah. yeah. He said when uh, when someone complains about bottled water, we'll call it pulling a Caleb. Pulling a Caleb. When someone, what'd you say about freight? Angry driving? When he gets angry behind the wheel. Angry behind the wheel, yeah. We'll call Freight's it a road calling, ranger. Pulling freight. Yep. How much of your guys' time on the road do you spend coming up with inside jokes? They just happen. Yeah. Yeah. But probably fifty percent. <laughs> we need to we need to write them down. Yeah, we don't yeah, we never write yeah, anything there's, down. There's it's quite like, oh, a lot of them. Yeah. Well the last good. time I saw you guys you were arguing about what Matt's nickname should be. And then I get here this time and you're like, Well his name's Queso. I'm his like, Oh good, you worked it out. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a there's process, closure there. Right? Yeah. It's a process. It's you know, being family you gotta Yeah. It's 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 more of a process. Did she have a nickname yet? I was like, uh Who Who Taylor? Taylor. Does she have a Tay-tay? nickname? Tay Tay. Oh, that's, that's what my dad weird. calls Cray, me. Cray. Oh, your dad calls you Tay-Tay? My dad called me Tay-Tay when I was a kid. Like, I think I'm still probably on his phone as Tay-Tay. That's how we call you inside. Tay-Tay. <laughs> Tay-Tay. Time to come home, Tay-Tay. That is, yeah, that is. Tater. Like, tater. That's what tater. kids uh, used to call me in like kindergarten whenever there were tater tots served in the cafeteria. They That's how they bully me. They call me like tater tot. <laughs> they thought that was bully. so funny. That is not bullying. You're so that mad. That. You're not. like, are you bleeding? It's not bullying. <laughs> Does someone have their hands around your throat? You're not being bullied. You don't know what a bully is. They used to call me tater tot. <laughs> so they called me tater tot. Like I, used be- I used to get beaten with a skateboard by the neighborhood kids. <laughs> not our, not all scars are visible. They duct tape my feet to a skateboard and pushed me down a hill. <gasps> really? No. But that oh, would be that, okay, would, right. that would be that would be bullying right there. I love it when uh people who are popular as children try to tell you what bullying is. <laughs> I don't know. Caleb, what's bullying? What have your friends done to you? All of your multiple friends? Um I think bullying bullying with my friends at our age is pulling something out of the closet against someone whenever you're in an argument. Like, everyone's just, like, kind of messing around. The dudes are, you know, just taking shots at each other. And then one dude will, like, pull out a story about an ex-girlfriend or something. Oh, okay. And it's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> and there's, like, eight dudes there, and seven of them didn't know about this story. I, I so bully, <laughs> bullying at 21 years old with, with the dudes mm-hmm. is unearthing secrets. Yes. Yeah. And, okay. It's a blackmail. Yep. All right. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Does that check yeah. out, Tim? Is that bullying? Uh, pretty much. That hurts. <laughs> okay, so that counts. Don't just don't bring That's up Carrie Job. Don't bring up Carrie Job to Caleb. <laughs> it's still a soft spot. Yeah. He wears black the day she got married. Like, on the anniversary of her. Well, now she has a baby, so it's like, yeah. It's far gone. <laughs> Damaged good. <laughs> I just feel like it's upward. so far gone now. It's like she's yeah, she doesn't she, wow. you don't have a chance with her She anymore. only posts photos of her of her baby. I saw, um, I got an email today. She's going to be at the Edward Jones Dome. Isn't that crazy? That seat's like, yeah. what, 20,000? Mm-hmm. I guess they're using what it for I, something. What are we doing, man? 20,000? No, it's we a lot more than that. We got to step up our game. Is it? It's a lot more than 20,000. Where? Edward Jones? Edward Jones? That's the football stadium. That's the football yeah. stadium. Yeah, how many does that seat? It's probably 40. 
because Scott Trade is 19 and a half. Yeah. Wow. Oh, Scott Trade. R.I.P. Blues. Oh. I shouldn't have brought it up. Let's yeah, they're getting on. bullied by the Sharks Let's right now. Yeah, well, Let's you know, on. it's... We'll see. Yeah. If the for- Sharks win on Saturday, it's over. The series will be over. And it'll only be 3-1, to one, but the series will be over. There's no way yeah. we can come back from that. Well, all right, we have to move on, or I'll get angry. <laughs> I'm getting depressed. So let's talk. Uh, let's talk a little um, church versus clubs. Okay. What do you like doing better? Um, and why? I think I like doing clubs better, mm-hmm. uh, just because it's a little looser, and you don't have to tiptoe as much. Not that I've had. I've never really had a lot of negative experiences at churches, so I don't want it to be misconstrued. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know. I just I like talking to people. In the crowd, I like uh, the more intimate setting. It's set well, it's up for comedy. Clubs are made for comedy. Exactly. That's what they are made for stand-up comedy. The slow right. ceilings, you got it's all nice. and mm-hmm. got the nice microphone you can hear, you can see. Mm-hmm. You're close. Exactly. I mean, like the church we did last night. I mean, the front rows. They know, were th- far. 30 feet away at least. Yeah, they're so. closer tonight, but yeah. So I think just mm-hmm. those things are the biggest ones. Uh, I talk about this a lot with uh, Dustin Nickerson, uh, who's a comic from San Diego, and uh, yeah, we're usually comparing comparing notes on it because he does a bunch of weird road gigs too, and he does a lot of club work as well as churches. And um, yeah, I don't know because I started when I was like sixteen, and I didn't do a club until I was eighteen because I wasn't allowed in. And uh, and once I did a comedy club, I was like, oh, like this is awesome! Like this feels like where it's supposed to happen. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like I'm fighting against the situation i guess a yeah. little bit reminds but me it, when i performed at a buffet at a i buffet? was standing in front of a buffet line and people were just walking around <laughs> <laughs> where <laughs> there's somewhere in texas excuse yeah. me i want to get to the fish <laughs> you were just blocking people yeah. i had to, to move to for the, the plate guy yeah he had yeah. to bring you know where they roll the big thing of plates they, had they just of, gave you a mic so, yeah yeah, they set up a mic right there. How much time did you have to do? That's uh, so horrible. I was probably, you know, 30. Like in front of the yeah. carving Something station, like guy back there carving. Yeah. 30 oh, minutes. Oh, I performed several times at um, Outback Steakhouse. Several times? Several Outback times. Ste- Steakhouse Outback, tour? You know, and they have the booths with the real high back, yeah. so people are having to stand up. And <laughs> Where did you, did you just... That was in like Amarillo. A corner or something, and yeah, that's just whatever, whatever is open. Oh my God, I didn't know but restaurants did stand-up comedy. <laughs> well, I've never been to one that's done that. They probably really? shouldn't. Oh, I've done. You could do it at the Texas Roadhouse. They could put you on the the on saddle. The, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Go back to the good old days. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, the first time I experienced stand-up comedy, I, it, it was it, just being in the audience was. Oh my goodness, this is. Now, is your um? Do you find your rhythm different? In clubs as opposed to churches? I mean... I try not to. Um, I think doing clubs is the reason why I'm so much faster now. Because before I did clubs, which was not... Which was like a year. But um, I I just wasn't as quick. And I think it keeps you on your feet more. Because it's just not as... 
I don't know. I'm, I'm warm. Travel- yeah, that, maybe that. It's a little just, more volatile. Yeah. That, it's, see, that's there's that's, less people usually. It's a little. The energy's a little more frantic. You're more worried about losing them. Like these people are used to listening to sermons, right? So even if they don't like you, they're gonna be quiet and look at you, right? Because like, what do they usually like, have to? They're not used at? to. Yeah. Re- they're not used to laughing in that room. Exactly. So, yeah. But they're used to at least listening and looking yes. and paying attention. So with clubs, like the worst thing that can happen is people are talking over you, right? And so you got to be like prepared to like put out fires and whatnot so uh yeah i think it definitely made me quicker and uh was it more more reactive like a survival instinct that's what Mm -hmm. i found yeah that was just you're trying to survive Mm -hmm. i mean bob smiley is like he uh he's the survival comic because he performed he learned in front of festival outdoor audiences where they're just they're not really even they don't have to listen to it if they don't want there's other things going on and so he just had to be quick and just quick <laughs> and just machine gun. And- we have yeah. to stop it. Bob, slow down. You know, you slow down. You've got, yeah. you know, turn 30 minutes into an hour and a half yeah. of material. Yeah. Because he's just but, jumping on the laughs. You know, yeah. Now I'm giving him a chance to laugh. Right. Yeah. So when did you feel, did you feel like right off the bat when you're in the clubs that you feel like, um, I kind of, maybe you don't, you, you don't have the experience, but you feel like you knew where you needed to go or did you have mentors or? Because when I first got on stage on a club, I was just, the lights in my eyes, oh, oh, I'm the one who have to, I have to generate the comedy now. You know, where it looks easy, I can do this. And I'm like, yeah, I really, you know, hit me in the face. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like when I first started at all, or when I just started doing clubs as opposed to like yeah, churches? In clubs, and, in clubs, especially. Um, Yeah, maybe. I mean, I was nervous for a long time performing at all. And then when I started doing clubs, like that was like a new kind of nervousness. And even though it felt you know, good and exciting and cool. It was like still like, okay, this is a different situation. I was worried in the beginning that I was too young, that I was too clean, that I was too whatever, whatever. And, uh, you know, especially if you have to follow, cause you're following all kinds of people. And if you have to follow someone who's like super, super raunchy or super, super good, like a total veteran, like, you know, cause you just get put on showcases and people are at all different levels. So, you know, it just made me so much better. Like with churches, I feel like, it teaches me how to be polished, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like, because nobody's going to interrupt you. You can kind of get through your stuff. And uh, you're usually in front of a lot of people. Like, that's what I always yeah. credit starting in churches for, like, the first year is it made me more polished and, uh, and you know, cleaner than most people mm-hmm. when they start, you know. Right. So. Yeah, I, um, I the thing I, th- I, I, um, what's thankful for about doing learning and mostly in churches was that the time on stage that, that was too. the difference because yeah. I was I felt like I was fighting so hard just to get five minutes of time. Mm-hmm. You were, it's like every week you're waiting for open mic night five minutes mm-hmm. a week for a while for a couple of years. Whereas yeah. churches like here's an hour, here's mm-hmm. our youth group, here's here's a hundred youth kids go survive. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, which is yeah. interesting. I mean, how long did you do open mics for? Because I never really did open mics. Like mm-hmm. I do them sometimes now if I need to like work stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did do some of them, but not like how friends of mine did where they started and all they were doing was open mm-hmm. mics and then they'd get a show and then they started getting more. Like I never did that. So, I mean. Yeah. We had two clubs in St. Louis and it was about mm-hmm. for, for two about two years. Mm-hmm. And then I started to do openers, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. But I would go like Tuesday night would be. Westport, and then Wednesday night would be South County, mm-hmm. and I would just do those for, you know, for a year and a half, two years, something like that. Yeah. Then I started to get, you know, slowly get started into opening gigs out of town, kind of deals, a couple, and then do restaurants. You know, we do mm-hmm. restaurant showcases and things. 
But then after that, it just um, pretty much went to straight, just just pretty much churches exclusively, mm. just because that's kind of what was my niche, and I was getting more opportunities. Yeah. Plus, I was working another job, and it's just like I didn't have the the time or the resources to just be consistent doing open mics. So. Right, and yeah, and if you've got enough work doing churches, I mean, mm-hmm. and know. like I said, the, the thing about churches, like like you said, they're they're nice. They won't laugh if it's not funny. But mm-hmm. you won't get a beer bottle thrown at you either. Exactly. <laughs> it's safe, but they're not going to like... Right. They're not going to, you know, right. laugh if it's not funny. And sometimes if it is funny, yeah. they won't laugh because it's too mean. Mm-hmm. So really, there's all different reasons <laughs> that they may there not laugh. There's like this a little window. too aggressive. Yeah, there's exactly. It's really strange. It's really strange. But I mean, it was... I really... Um, it's it's fun to think about some of the people I, I the few people that I like Ron White. I did a, a showcase where he was Ron Tex White, and he had a ponytail mm. and a hat. And I remember we we're, you know, you have to go through the bar, and people were hanging out before the the show. It was like a St. Louis showcase, but then they brought in some really good comics too, and intertwined them. And somebody just pointed over that guy. They see that guy over there. That's a comic right there. Mm. You know, it's Ron White. Yeah, and uh, I didn't see him for I didn't see him forever. Because we didn't have YouTube back then or anything like that. But then I saw the Blue Collar Comedy Tour. Mm-hmm. And he was on it, of course. I'm like, that guy looks familiar. I know, I know that guy. And then he did a bit that he did back years ago. I'm like, that was him. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> was that like at the Funny Bone? Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Were you opening for him? No, it was, it was like a, they called it Best of St. Louis. But then they had new comics, but they also had a few... You know, bigger comics coming in. Yeah, like, I mean, he was headlining that week, so he came in and did a, did a set. But it was just, it was ridiculous. I mean, he was a man among boys. Mm-hmm. Is the Funny Bone still doing stuff? I don't know. I, mean, I think it's still it? around. Mm-hmm. But Is it? Well, they've got the new place yeah, the one over in at Westport, Louis. right? Yeah. The one you went to? to see um, over Piff? at the Galleria. Helium Galleria. Club. It's in the mall. Yeah, it's, it's actually in the, it's in the basement. It's really nice, Yeah, though. it is. It's really nice. Yeah. There's some big acts. Some, how yeah, how many seats are in it? 250? Yeah, no more than that, 200. Yeah, but they've got a couple little places right outside that are restaurants that they got you can, a couple bars out there that, you can that are sit really there nice. And get food and drinks and stuff, and then mm-hmm. they escort you into the room. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they got some big names coming. And that's a chain. There's like two other ones. Yeah. And what's it called? Two. Helium Comedy Helium Club. Helium Comedy okay. Club. Yeah, they've got them in a couple other cities. Are you guys hearing these seats? I know yeah, they're so yeah. loud. I'm trying not to move. It's, it's like I'm at the Waffle House or something. <laughs> it's like it sounds like I'm making some inappropriate noise. No, I'm. And you got to keep doing it to prove it's not. <laughs> it was the chair. It was the chair. <laughs> <laughs> so what's uh, what's some of your what's your favorite bit you're doing right now? Um. Oh gosh. I don't know. They're all garbage. Uh, <laughs> no. I don't know. I mean, my favorite bit that I'm doing right now. My favorite bit is always. Do you find that your favorite bit is always the one you're trying to get to work? Oh yeah, it's the or newest like, one. Yes. Yeah, the newest. It's one. when it's starting to pop a little bit, and mm, that's when you're. Yeah. This has got some hope. Yeah, you got one or two laughs out of it, and you're like, I, I know I can flesh this out, and I know we can do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've been working on, working on it for a while. Uh, but it's the joke that I can't, I haven't done it in churches. I think I probably could, but they'd have to be pretty cool. Uh, it. Let's <laughs> like <laughs> it'd have to be a pretty dope church. Uh, let's do it tonight. Yeah, exactly. Well, because my mom, my mom passed away of cancer when I was a kid, and then uh, my my stepmom got cancer like a few years after that. Can and we so play I that do. video before I go up on stage? Yeah. Tonight? <laughs> <laughs> I brought her memorial video. video? <laughs> uh, I hope you like it. It's just a slideshow of her. There's no music. It's just me crying. Um, 
<laughs> it's and it's not holding me now, a frailer hand as each picture. Yeah, it's yeah. eighth grade me crying. Um, and then the last shot is just a picture of her ashes. Um, <laughs> Bless your heart. No, I'm kidding. We can cut that part. I'm so sorry. That's two. No. Hey. I'm kidding, you guys. I don't even know where her ashes are. Um, uh, but no, I've been I've been working on that. And there's like there's one joke in it that always works everywhere. And then there's like the rest of it is kind of hit or miss because people get sad. So, you know, you got to... But that's, I don't know, that's that's the kind of stuff, that's that's what, there are people that need to hear that joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, some people will will take offense, oh, I bet somebody was, you know, would be offended by that. But then the people going through it are like, I needed that. I needed some kind of, to relate to something. Exactly. You know? Yeah. That's like, you know, our, our good, our buddy... You know, just went through a divorce. Oh, it's yeah. Like, and he's starting to talk about the divorce and these these comedy shows, and it's just, gosh. And the people that are relating to him because he's talking about it, and you know, it's amazing. You know, a lot of the stuff that that Tim does, and just the other comics, you and everybody else that comes along with us, <clears throat> the comments that I get to hear, and and Queso gets to hear them too at the table. People that come up and, um, you know, just man, I just I needed. To mm-hmm. hear that joke tonight, and you know, and you're like, okay, it was a joke, but it just somehow it connects with them, and they mm-hmm. they get comfort out of it. Well, you I know? think that's once again, that's where I think a lot of my laughs come from. It truly, it just comes from people like, oh, they're laughing out of, oh, I do I that relate. too, or yeah. I can understand that. Yeah. That's what an inside joke is, really, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's just you you're relating like, to somebody. I, I elbow that person, and next it's kind to of you. a joyful, happy feeling. Yeah. So yeah, that's yeah. Those are my favorite things when people come up to you after it. Yeah, but but that's hard to do. I bet just uh, I think you want to. You yeah. think comedy should be jovial and all. Just oh, we're just we're just cutting up. But then you're throwing truth like that. Right. I think that's that's pretty cool. Well, you gotta like do it in a way that people don't feel like oh, you're still getting over that. Like you, but you can't be too like flippant about it. You can't yeah. just be like, no, wasn't that cool? <laughs> it's fine, guys. Like, but you can't be too. It's it's very weird. Yeah. yeah, there's a line exactly. But yeah, stuff people relate to like. That's kind of what I mean when I say I, I prefer doing clubs because I do have like a darker sense of humor sometimes. And even some of the stuff I do at churches about, you know, like having kids and friends of mine that have kids and when their kids aren't like that cool or whatever. Mm-hmm. Some of that feels like too harsh sometimes is why I'm wearing pink tonight. So I'm more uh, accessible. More yeah, a little more likable. I wore black last night and I could feel them easing off. They're like, this is of the devil. You uh, are you are a comedian. Oh, I, my gosh. I, oh, I put a lot of thought into it. Oh. Uh, but like another my other probably favorite bit that I'm working on right now is just like basically around the idea that like I'm a woman. So when I travel, like it's kind of a bummer cause I like can't do anything and I like can't go for a walk by myself. And like, mm. it's like really scary. And then everyone thinks it's like your fault if you get murdered, like that kind of thing, uh-huh. which has been going really well. And uh-huh. women, I had a, I actually had a waitress come up to me at a club like three weeks after I had, I went back to the club and I had done it three weeks before and she came up to me. She's like, I've been thinking about that joke for weeks and I wanted to tell you how much I liked it. She goes, it sucks. It's so scary. Like it is like that. And that kind of thing is really cool. Uh, cause you know, but it's the thing. It's like, those things are sometimes a little darker and a little too real. And people are like, Ooh, maybe don't. Yeah. You should have told her that, you know, you need to get a Prius. <laughs> That's what you should have yeah. told her. Well, I did a bit like, uh, you about, need a Prius. um, um, I mean, it, it happened. My wife, Heather was going to go out for a jog and it was at nighttime. Mm-hmm. And I said, you're not, you're not going jogging. It's dark right now. I said, you know, it's not safe. You're not going on a jog. She goes, no, it's, no, 
No. She says, so basically, she says, like, yeah, maybe 20 years ago. Nobody's going to attack me now. <laughs> Oh my gosh! <laughs> and then I, they don't care. They're not yeah. that picky, man. <laughs> and I was like, so I'd attack you. <laughs> and then she goes, she goes, "Oh, you're so sweet." <laughs> Do you feel like when you tell quote unquote darker jokes at church shows that there's a small pocket of people that think it's like the funniest thing yes. ever? Because yeah. that's me. Mm-hmm. I'm that person. Mm-hmm. Like I love stuff like that. I love watching people tense up and like, I don't know about that. Like some of my favorite comedians do that all the time. And yeah. I think it's the best. So yeah. I would want you to do every single joke that you well, think it's maybe. Because see, your heart is not, you're not trying to push the envelope. <clears throat> Just you're trying to tell truth. Yeah, because pe- there are plenty There's of people who are pushing the envelope. Yes. I am not pushing the envelope no, by not. any stretch no. of the imagination at all. Mm. Uh, but I do want to like talk about real things and I am scared of a lot of stuff and you know, there's a lot of sad things and I think those are funny. Like, you know, and that's what makes me laugh. And Mm -hmm. I think I have a similar sense of humor to Caleb where people, when they push it, that's why I like talking to, I know I keep shouting out Dustin Nickerson, Dustin, if you're listening, you're terrible. Uh, but he, (laughs) I concur. I second that, Dustin. He has a really funny joke about, um, about his kids and how when they're like acting up, he goes, Hey, I just want you guys to realize out of this whole family, your mom is the only one I picked. And I think that's so funny. Oh, it's so funny. And he's like, Yeah, sometimes it's a little harsh for church audiences. I'm like, they stink. That's the best. Keep telling thing. it. It's yeah, so funny to it. me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think the reason I like it so much is because it's like a lot of people and I mean, this could send us off on a rabbit trail, but I think a lot of people come into the church and they, they want to fake it and they don't want to act like all these things exist. So then when you talk about them, they're like, who's this girl? She's going through, like, everyone's going through that. Mm -hmm. They just want to act like they're not. And so that's why it's like too far. Yeah. That's what bugs me. And when you go to church, there's part of you that kind of wants to like get into that self-righteous zone of like, I have my kids with me. They yeah. don't know what cancer is yet. And you're like, well, maybe you should teach them. Yeah. Or like, pretty sure oh, they exactly. know. They have the internet. Yeah, like, I don't. Right. Uh, yeah, if anybody ever... Especially nowadays. Yeah, has yeah. a problem. It's just like, that's just, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry you're having that problem. Do you really? get a lot of complaints about I, the, I, I the vasectomy I, joke? Uh, I wanted to ask. No, I haven't heard about it. I haven't. Yeah. No. Um, and once again, I think I think that the funnier it is, the more you get away with, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And um, I don't, I got to stop saying, to be honest, because... <laughs> Are you, are you lying? Are or to be honest. Oh, really? To be honest? You're going to be honest? <laughs> Starting now. To completely lie. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's just, uh, once again, I feel like um, it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. Can you do this? Talk about this very funny subject that people in the audience, It's it, that I, that's my favorite joke that I do right now. Mm-hmm. Because I don't say the word vasectomy, but I just I just dance around it. But people know exactly what I'm talking about. And it's something that people in the audience have gone through, and but mm-hmm. it's like I, you know, I think there 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 are certain things you don't want to mess with or talk about because people are never going to take them the right way, right? But there's other things that are just like okay, we can do this. Yeah, but the bag of peas is a garment. Yeah, that's- or the cone around your head. I mean, just like that's ri- that's ridiculous. I, love that. I think it's ridiculous. Like I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. You can get uncomfortable, but I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So sorry. I, I think comics are in a unique. Um, position to make things that are generally not okay okay from the stage and funny like that like that's like talking about a vasectomy with 
your guy friends may be funny. You bring one girl into the room, nobody's going right. to say anything. Or the ratio is blown up. But now you're able to say that in front of 2,000 church people with their kids of all ages, mm-hmm. and everyone cracks up and no one complains. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. there's even, I, 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 I do some, you know, things that talk about sex. Yeah. I mean, I'm really talking, I mean, but I don't, I don't say it, but you just, mm-hmm. what a great challenge that yeah. is. The most yeah. wonderful time of the year. That's my favorite one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, and you're also, you're sort of, I was talking to Chris about this last night about, I'm like, I get kind of worried that I'll be too edgy or whatever. He's like, well, you're no edgier than Tim. I was like, yeah, but Tim's name's on the ticket. Yeah. And like, he's been vetted <laughs> and he has five kids and a wife and he's, you know, everybody knows yeah. he's cool. He's got the Christian dad t-shirts. Like everybody knows he's, <laughs> he's right there. All right. Like he right. has five kids. He is, he has had sex. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. so for me, I have to be really careful with right. like, you know, even anything. Cause they might just misconstrue it. Like I don't even, when I've started doing these shows now, I don't even want to talk about like dating. I don't want to do any dating material because people almost like seize up on that i'm like are so nobody's dating everybody's just like waiting for god to show you via halo who your mate is like nobody's out there trying all right no you're the only one get out yeah exactly i was like well i guess i'm dating heathens like thanks everybody so you know but that's well i think i came up with the line where i just go i know everybody's a great christian here we just pair up get on the ark and that always like eases the tension Mm. but i came up with that doing these shows with you guys because i was like trying to do Jokes about having a boyfriend, and everybody was just kind of like, "Well, are you pre-engaged? Because uh, are you courting? Did are you, you are you right courting? Way? Yes. Yeah. Are you? I, courting? I think that's smart, though, because that's that's a good point. That's exactly how people think. It's mm-hmm. like Tim has kids. Tim's name's on the ticket, so Tim does have a little more leeway. He must know to what he's do. talking about. So yeah. that's like maybe I, I bet I get away from with some things because of that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they they paid a substantial amount to see you. So yeah, and then but that also gives some people. The um, the what's the, the they think they have the right to tell right. me how to the do my job. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Tim, the license, Tim, yeah. that's not you. So they'll email you. And Tim, do people say Tim? Edge. That's not oh, you. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Uh, that's not you, Tim. That's you get that comment on Facebook, you. Tim. We know that's you. Mean. <laughs> that's I did not that. you, yeah. Tim. That's not on brand, Tim. Well, there was yeah. a lady the at the homeschool convention years ago. Remember, yeah. she came up and you had done. I did some kind of Led Zeppelin parody or something. She said something about. She waited in the autograph line for a long time mm-hmm. just to get up and say, you know, I brought my kids and that's a, you shouldn't sing Do that, that devil song, music and that all that devil stuff. Music what? And, yeah, yeah. That's crazy. She should be doing devil music and all that. I'm yeah. like, I'm, I'm not going to stop doing it. I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep, I'm <laughs> he gonna said, keep thank doing you, it. And he smiled at her and she walked Thanks off. Thanks for the yeah. input. Yeah. Uh, so she waited in line Tim. just to say that. That's so crazy. I did that one and I did the, the tweet year, you know, this is a few years ago. It was the day of the Kentucky Derby. It's good luck to all the horses in the Kentucky Derby. <laughs> break a leg fellas <laughs> and and i mean that was the biggest oh yeah there was a hailstorm i had ever seen really yeah that's so tim, interesting tim, it's a horse uh, <laughs> you don't know what it's like to put down a horse <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh that makes me feel so much better though i did uh john branion had me open for him or feature for him or something at uh for like a club weekend in indiana i think and uh afterward it was me and him and johnny w and we were sitting at like a a diner or something afterward and i was like yeah i mean i did that one joke was that okay that i like referenced hitler or whatever and he was like if people aren't mad at you after church shows like you probably didn't you probably weren't that funny or something like that and i was like okay that makes me feel much better um 
But I mean, and that was even yeah. just doing clubs, but I knew most people who were probably coming to see him. Were. Yeah, that's good. There are certain people that you need to offend. Yeah. I think of it, the, 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 the modern day Pharisees, you need to offend these yeah. religious people. If you're doing, if you're offending them, then it's probably pretty yeah. good. You're probably on the right track. Yeah. So just don't talk about your mom with cancer before I come up on stage. Oh no, I won't. I'll, <laughs> I'll keep that. In but that's, but I guess the audience tells you, you know, and to be honest, I mean, this is, yeah. the, I mean, you can't. There are some things that are just like, this is, I chose these venues. This is where I am. So there are certain right. things that you just can't, you can't push stuff on people and just be, exactly. that's being a bully too. I think being a comedian, I've seen comedians just like, I'm going to do this and you're going to like it. Right. The artistic yeah. integrity and, is and like for the sake of aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> Condescending. Like you said, it, it's, I think it's funny. <laughs> if I think it's really funny, I, I'm probably going to you yeah. know, do it. But you know yeah. these venues, and you you like are one of these people. So it's you know you you got to kind of gauge it on your own. Like, because I have jokes I don't do in churches. I do them only in clubs, and you know you it's it's like anywhere. You have to just gauge who you're performing for and what they want. And it right. is a job. Like you can't just do whatever. Like I'm just going to do what I do. It's like, do you have a show? Then maybe do what they want. You know? Because like you well, have like kids in your audience, so yes. you got to be careful. You're not like <laughs> inciting any questions on the way home. Yeah. Well, is how I, I would yeah, say about I mean, it. I, I say it's I'm hack enough built to make a living. I'm <laughs> I'm I'm eighty percent at least hack. And when I say that, I've, I'm talking about things that other people have talked about. I'm not mm. reinventing the wheel. I'm not. But it's just the difference is the point of view. Most and, people are. Yeah. There's, I mean, is there's, there's, there's anything a, new though? Is there anything it's that, that hasn't no. been talked about in the comedy world? It's it's tough. Or in the song world, too. I mean, there's And nothing that's the like... problem. If you are really original, everything is you doing is original, then people aren't going to understand you. They're going to walk yeah. out of the room, probably. Right. Yeah. You know, they're... You know, there are going to be some things... I'm going to talk about differences between men and women because that's just... I don't know what else to talk about. I'm not... Yeah. I'm not... I think a lot of comics, they won't talk about anything if they think that someone else has talked about it ever. Good luck being a comic. Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. What are you? Yogurt you lids? Oh wait, Mitch Hedberg. Like <laughs> right. you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's uh, that's cool. It's good to see somebody who else is kind of socially awkward like me because I think we're very similar that way. Yeah. I think our tendency is to go. My wife was was talking to me about. We were talking to you on the phone just that. She goes, I like you on the podcast. You need to do that like at home. <laughs> be more talkative. <laughs> be more talkative. You should do it. I say, so we'll just, now we're just going to do a podcast, me and her now. Yeah. You just wear, wear these headsets around the house. You should start recording me at home. <laughs> Make it worth my while. Why don't you give me a standing ovation? Why don't you? <laughs> we, do, uh, we do get that question a lot about you. Is, you know, is the bus just crazy with Tim? Is it just the craziest? Like, we're actually way crazier than he is. I, you are. Yeah. Caleb's got his short shorts on. We're going to a... Yep. They can get shorter if you'd like to. To a Sweet Tomatoes. What's up. that place called? Soup Plantation? plantation? Huh? Is it Soup Plantation? N no. Sweet, sweet, sweet Tomatoes? Tomato. It's the what, same what thing. I used to work there. Plantation? Oh, really? Yeah. So he pulls his shorts just way up into his upper regions and walks into the... <laughs> to the restaurant. Oh, no shame. <laughs> I don't care what anyone thinks. You are crazy. Yeah, I don't. I well, don't you care. know. So I get on the bus the other night, and I—I I don't know for some reason I was the last one on. Queso was already on, and I get on the bus, and everybody on the bus—it's just dead quiet. All you hear is the hum of the air conditioners, and everybody's got their some device in their hand, their phone, their laptop, or something. And I walk on. I'm like, oh yeah. 
it's a party. It's on tonight. <laughs> and that's what it is almost yeah. every night. And everybody thinks it's just craziness when we yeah. get on the bus. Yeah. I mean, it is sometimes. Actually, yeah. after most of the shows, Tim is Tim is pretty hyped up and he's being really funny. And that's when a lot of the bits, I mean, yeah. the, remember the oh, um, yeah. butt in the hole in the ground? Mm-hmm. That bit came up on the bus uh, yeah, after a show. Yeah. yeah. Because you're relieved, the show's over, you don't have, okay, yeah. you just kind of relaxed, you got a little something to eat. I think the podcast has helped with that, too. I do, too. I, I was um, just going to say that. I think that it helps us kind of get together and have, mm-hmm. you know, kind of I really do. I like it. Chill. It's the only like time Tim lets us talk to him. Normally, he stays in his bunk <laughs> and he says, don't talk to me. <laughs> I've but. never said, don't talk to me. <laughs> I've written it. I've texted you that, but I've never said that to your face. <laughs> you big jerk. Well, I'm so, I'm just, congratulations, Taylor, on your success. Oh, thank you. Just exciting. And I'm just, I mean, to be a good comic, you're just going to be as busy as you want to be, which is exciting, you know, which is great. Yeah, let's hope so. You know, so just, if you ever need anything, <laughs> please let us know. We're glad you're finally uh, comfortable too around us. I know. I know. Yeah. I'm not like generating diarrhea you, anymore. You, okay. Wow. Yeah. Sorry. That was too. I apologize. <laughs> Cut. She, we yeah. said, well, it's, you, we you're not a comic. It's, she left that part out last night. Comedy makes you more regular than anything. Ugh. It really does. It cleans <gasps> wow. you out. I need to know that. I don't know what the, uh, what else, the, what do you call the vague feeling of nausea in your stomach? Uh, nerves. Flu symptoms. Nerves. Flu symptoms. All right. Fine. Here, flu symptoms. <laughs> flu symptoms. All right, now just cut that and put it over. <laughs> flu, flu, flu <laughs> symptoms. <laughs> I was trying to trying get a to clean take. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor talks diarrhea on the <laughs> potty break. That will be mentioned in the description. You'll get, you'll get some, we'll some emails. My goodness. Well, that's that's awesome. So, porta potty. What did we talk about today? Diarrhea. Diarrhea. Taylor about. Uh, Taylor's experience on TV, on TV experience. How There's so she much is. to talk about. We can do that on do that on our next one with Taylor. But how edgy she is! How edgy, so and, edgy. edgy and edgy and dark. And, really pushing and that envelope. She pushes the envelope. And she's in need of attention, and <laughs> she wants to be liked. We talked about the video I'll be rolling tonight before uh, you go on for your second set. Taylor's video. She snuck <laughs> her, to me earlier. Her mom video. Just to just get it going. <laughs> Sweet. Well, we've got to go do a show, everybody. So we're gonna yeah, wrap it up. Sound checks in like yeah, five minutes. We got sound stuff set up. So, <laughs> so uh, sacrifice. Caleb's gonna roll his shorts back down, and we're gonna hit it for another one. You're potty doing. break, folks. Twitter at potty break. P o d d y break on Twitter. Please send in. Uh, we'll pro- let's do some questions next. Next, maybe podcast. Uh, but at potty break questions, comments. We thank you so so much for listening. We're doing the best we can. We know we're. You know, we're just learning, and that's part of the fun. And it's fun meeting new people. Thanks, Freight. Thanks, Taylor, Caleb. We out. <laughs>